Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am um, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Noah is here. Anya is here. I'm in LA for a little bit. I'm shooting a um, reality show that people know and love tomorrow. An episode of that. I'm like going to guest star on it. Um, I'll give you details when I can talk about it, but it's very fun. Um, I'm kind of wondering, like, do I... If I get hair and makeup done, it's $750 for a makeup person, 500, like 500 for a hair person. I'm not getting paid because I'm thinking I'm getting paid like maybe exactly that to do the show. Do I just wing it and do it myself? Because I think I can. But it's like a Netflix show, a Netflix <laughs> reality show. Everyone on the show is really pretty and looks like so beautiful. So part of me is like, I should have it professionally done. But I also, yeah. Mm. So be- only yeah. because I have access to your calendar and I know what show it is, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of makeup on it. And I like the way you do your makeup. Wet and wild makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From drag Race. <laughs> Target, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glitter. <laughs> it's not Drag Race. I couldn't, <laughs> but it's it's a show. Um, yeah, it's probably just as much. Um, yeah, it's very glam. Just treat yeah, yourself. Yeah, I should probably get someone um yeah treat myself okay treat the show really because (laughs) i'm paying to do the show then this is what that is but you know what this is what you do in this biz um and it'll be fun yeah i don't want to look like the ragamuffin of the group 
And it's so. fun too. It's like this is part of what's fun about being famous and rich is you get to spend money on looking good and But seven hundred fifty dollars for someone to do your makeup that washes off that night. Yes, but you're on a reality show. I think this is your challenge for this year is really leaning into accepting yourself. You know your mantra, what is it? I love and accept myself. Um, I approve of myself. I approve of myself. That mean, that would be, I don't need to wear makeup on this show because I'm beautiful the way I am. No, it's so not going either way. I myself spending money on a makeup artist. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's tricky because it's, I, I do think it's a, listen, they have to charge that much because these makeup artists have agents who take a big cut. Like everyone's getting a piece like it. And my friend who does my makeup deserves that much money. But sometimes I like to get a little wet and wild. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And get into my own stuff and I go like I did my makeup this weekend for this um, the rock show I did with Sammy Hagar, Alice Cooper, Rick Springfield, Kevin Cronin from Mario Speedwagon. Oh, my God. Um, crazy. Sam Moore, Michael McDonald, Gosh, dude. John Mayer and Paula dude. Abdul. Ah! Um, but I did my makeup for that event and I walked in and some girl was like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Because I went to rehearsal and I looked like hell. And then every, I came back and everyone's like, whoa, you clean up. And all you have to do is put on a tiny dress and knee high boots and people go like, oh, my God. But this girl was like, you did that. She was like, you're good. So the, my only problem is I still suffer with lashes. My lashes like because if the glue gets a little like if the lash pulls a little bit like it lands on a way it can pull. It's so strong. It can pull your eyelid to like look a little like. <laughs> Oh more open than the other one is that it what you're going wonky. for oh, okay so sometimes like i i on that's not even funny because you're so on the money i was doing it this weekend i go i should come up with a type of eyelid glue for if you want to make a part of your eyeball bigger yeah to show more eye because people are always trying to show more eyeball or less eyeball like it's all about and makeup gives the illusion of, oh, I want makeup that makes my eyes look bigger. I want makeup that makes, like, eyeshadow always makes me look um, older, I feel. And so now I'm getting off the eye, eyeshadow train. But it was such a big deal forever. Like, you can't not wear eyeshadow. They should have just, like, a lash person that you can bring in, like, you like a NASCAR where they just bring somebody in at the end just. To- yeah, I might show up and go. I might I just talk know. to my producer friend, who is the reason I'm doing this show, and say, "Can I just like borrow your lady's makeup girl for a touch up? Because that's what you yes. do. You you set the foundation, and then you go for a touch up, and then when you get there, they really just do your whole face over. And like, here's what they you do fix. pay for though, because you do perfect professional makeup already because you've been doing it for years you know how to do it mm-hmm. do a hair person just hire because the hair is the tough hair part. is the key part you're right you're not wrong because you don't want to be like oh my god look at all my flyaways i had and i, I might go to dry it. bar down the street because my hair is pretty simple to do like it's i like a blowout i like a soft curl i do it myself and it's not as good as when they do it but like i feel like a dry bar person could do it instead of paying $500. No offense to Christina, who I love, who does my hair. I just don't feel like spending money when I'm not making any. I'm tired of it. Ugh. Even though this weekend was amazing, it was a charity show. Like, and I got flown out and I got put up. Very nice things. It's been a, like, In I Vegas. need some passive income. I'm listening to me becoming like a greedy person. I'm like, I want to make money when I'm not doing anything. Like, I look at my schedule and I go, unless I'm doing something, I'm not making money. And I want some of that 
that that pi that people got <laughs> i i i saw they're in vegas this weekend i became obsessed with this pizza place called pieology where it's like chipotle for pizza and you like pick the toppings you want and i was obsessed with it i told chris i was like i want to st- you know study marine pieology um i want to go back <laughs> to school i want to like work with putting seaweed on pizza like we were i was it was really funny all weekend like i would just like slowly start walking over to pieology or we would be walking by it and i would just stop and stare at it and just go like and like get like tears in my eyes and we were joking all weekend because and i was like i want to open a franchise of pieology and he was like that's a way to make some passive income so what's your favorite dish there just scraping stuff off the top no i ate the whole thing because they like tell you how many calories and like what is inside the crust so you pick a crust and you can pick like a gluten-free one vegan cauliflower regular but and then but they give you like the countdown of like what you're gonna get in a crust and so as long as i know what's in a crust i'm down to eat the crust even though i love eating the toppings off of pizza and i will never not do that and i think it's a totally normal way if you're avoiding carbs to do that what was your pizza order extra sauce artichokes uh Mm. peppers but they were putting too much when you make a veggie pizza and you don't have a lot of cheese and like Think things can't be wet so like roasted peppers are always in that gooey wet stuff so i if i trained at my biology i would train them to like sieve <laughs> out the water and make them drier yes. and then <laughs> mushrooms red peppers um which i found out in um australia they call it capsicum so red capsicum um which i love the word capsicum so much more than pepper and then um i would do yeah it and sounds then spinach vegan cheese mm. And banana peppers. What else did I bro- like? They, but I would add broccoli to our menu. I would add a cauliflower. I would add a, a, like more eggplant stuff. But that was my order this weekend. It was so freaking good. Um, cruciferous capsicums. Yes, I don't want them to be cruciferous though. Cus- is that the word? Cruciferous. I don't want them to be with. Well, no, when cruciferous are get- just cauliflower and broccoli, right? Anything farty. Oh, you want to talk about farty? I got Please. fucking prescribed these. They're called Fontis. Oh my god! They it looks are like um, fartis. dry, dry mouth loz- lozenges, and it looks like it says Fartis, but it's Fontis. F O N T U S, and they're for just like wetting your, like keeping your mouth wet, and like, and for like just sore throat. And they were recommended by Christian Chenoweth on this blogger aid, you know, the the best singer ever, Kristen Chenoweth. She um, was like, I'm addicted to these. I do them all the time. And <laughs> so I got them and I love them. But you cannot eat more than four and your body turns into like when I used to chew a lot of gum and like sugar free gum, I was I was toxic. My body was completely constantly dealing with some kind of like thing it had to get rid of because of fake sugar. And these have something fake in them because it's it's gasapalooza over here like what yeah yeah it's really yeah but i guess like lysozeme maybe that's it what's in these sorbitol that's it sorbitol it's a fake sugar Sugar. it's gotta be because they're 10 calories a piece there's no sugar do you think they just like taste really good these are green apple they just taste good and they do make your mouth feel like um we have manuka honey so they're like kind of honey feel feel like they're delicious do they just make your mouth so wet they make it like slimy, not wet. Okay. So <laughs> Can yes. you put one in your puss? Maybe. I mean, that's Asking a good idea. Asking for a friend. Honestly, I'm so sick of having you a, put a pussy that does up? not respond to my body when it needs to. Um, yeah, I put a gummy worm in there. It's a well-documented story from picking up a boyfriend at the airport, and I knew but, he was going to finger me, so I put his favorite candy inside. It's hilarious. <laughs> 
It's my, I, I, I love doing gross jokes. Like I, um, this weekend <laughs> there was, um, we checked in the hotel in Vegas and there was this like mural on the wall. Like it's like a sexy mural of a girl with like, almost like, um, what are the, the garter belt kind of thing? Oh yeah. And she's like sexy. It was just her torso. And, um, but it was on the wall and it was kind of aggressive of like, you know, some of these hotels you check into and they're like, you're going to fuck here. And if you don't, you're a fucking <laughs> pussy. Like you don't get this hotel room unless you're going to really like get into some shit because it was Vegas. So let me just show you what I did. So, and I, I just airdropped this to Chris when he was like, we had, there was an upstairs to our hotel room. It was the nicest place at the MGM Grand. Mm. Where is this goddamn picture? Oh, here it is. Oh, I took a million of them. Did we stay there once when you had that suite? And then it looked like it was going down out? on her. Oh. So I just like started licking this wall and sent it to him. So it looked like I was like going down on this girl. uh, I mean, literally, there's like a hundred of these because I was trying to get the right angle. Look at now trying to like grab her tit. So I'm always doing like childish um, sex pranks and fun (laughs) Um, all the time. I'm always just like, I'm going to get your dick. Like, I'm going to get it. And he'll be like, stop it. I'm like, I'm going to get it. And I just like, I'm always like in the covers. I'll just like slowly sneak my hand and like a little snake that's going through and then I'll just like grab it. Not in a hurtful way. Like I know how to not hurt him, but um, it's so fun. I'm a little, I like being a little um, pranky perv. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Well, the but third weekend, one back looked real. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I eventually got there with the holding, doing a selfie style, but the show this weekend was crazy. I mean, I just did five minutes of comedy. It was a um, event for keep memory alive, which is to fight, like to uh, pretty much it's the one charity that finances the Lou Ruvo center for brain health at the Cleveland clinic. And this guy, I met the guy that made this clinic and he named it after his dad, Lou Ruvo who died of Alzheimer's. Anyway, they did this huge benefit and it's been going on 26 years. I think this is the 26th year. And, they always have like a big concert and in one night in one room, they, they do a silent auction and they do a loud auction, I guess. And, they raise like thirty million dollars in a night wow, with one what? with with the people that are here. These are the most rich people in Las Vegas, and a lot of people fly in for it. They were auctioning off yacht trips around the world um, for like you and twenty of your friends. I'm like, who has twenty friends? I guess rich people probably have. There's like not a deficit of friends when you have that much money. Um, watches, uh, tennis lessons with Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf. Um, a dinner with Wolfgang Puck at, at his house with his wife and then seven of your friends and oh um, with world-class entertainment during it. So he's going to have like someone perform during that, like all these crazy things to bid on. But before the auction was this dinner that was delicious. And I was seated at a table with Michael McDonald and his family. And then Sam Moore, who's like this blues soul legend. legend. Yeah. Legend. He was in a wheelchair. He's like in his nineties. Wow. He's like, so no, maybe he's eighties, late eighties, yeah. but he was, um, and his daughter and like, it was just like cool. Uh, Michael McDonald is his, uh, man, Michael McDonald from the doobie brothers. Who's <laughs> he sings like this. <laughs> and Chris and I are sitting next to this in this table. And then I do, um, five minutes of comedy after the dinner. And I begged them to have like someone bring me up. So they had this guy come out for literally like two seconds to just be like, everyone quiet down. Okay. This next comedian, I'm like, what? And so I go out to kind of a rowdy room and I had five minutes to like get them to shut up Mm -hmm. um, and listen. And it was great. And then I left the stage and then I just went back to my table and got to enjoy the best show. So it was like, 
um, you know, and then, oh, I did, I forgot to say, uh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback, who is amazing, who I met the day before because I got into Vegas the day before and ran into him as soon as they brought me in this back way. I thought I was just going to go to like the lobby and like have to check in and all this stuff. They bring me in this back way. They give me everything and then they just lead me up. But Chad Kroger is right there and his girlfriend who was like, oh my God, I love you. And she was like, I'm not a stalker. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. And then I was like, oh, it's you. Hi. And then um, he's so nice. So cool. So funny. Um, loved him. And Alice Cooper was so freaking nice. I met him at the rehearsal because we all got at the end. We're singing, taking it to the street um, together. And uh, so at the rehearsal, I met him and Alice Cooper, who was really nice and was familiar with me and told me he has a sister named Nikki, but she spells it N-I-C-K-I-E. And that was, I've never heard that spelling before, actually. So that was actually kind of interesting. And then um, Michael McDonald is actually was high school friends with my, he's from St. Louis. He's high school friends with my voice teacher. Michael no uh, Rocchio. How, so, how old is your voice teacher? Sixty something. Oh wow! In his sixties. Okay. Yeah, but he's pretty spry. I, I, I'm like kind of surprised he's that old. Um, and he actually might be coming to see us in Bloomington this week, and so I'm excited for you to meet him. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. It was just what about meeting Paul Abdul? Yeah, how was oh, Paul that Abdul? was just on. It was weird. It was right before we walked on stage. And she was like, I love you. And she hugged me and was like, hugged me really hard. She was like, I just think you are so great. And I was like, oh my God, Paula. And then we just like sang next to each other. And then it was time to go. But I, I didn't get any pictures with anyone. I kind of was just like not even thinking to do that. I knew that there it would be well documented. So I wasn't like, I wish I would have maybe gotten more selfies with someone like the legends, like Michael McDonald. And um, what were you chatting with people about? Like, what was the dinner conversation like? Um, well, I was sitting next to Michael McDonald's manager, Paul, I believe his name was, and that he was interesting because he was talking about all the musicians he manages, um, Emmy Lou Harris and this new guy out of Austin that he told me to look up for that I forget his name. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Kings of Leon. Like he, he, he's a big deal and, um, started out in the record business. So I just, ever, after watching that Geffen documentary, I'm kind of. I guess just I'm I'm interested in how the music business works and how people and the Elvis movie. I know this is like why wouldn't you be interested in before? There's something about it now that I'm like I want to know how you got to managing musicians like, and even listening to Rick, um, what's his name Springfield? Uh, no, he's the um, producer Rick Rubin. Rubin talk about yeah Rick Rubin who has no musical talent talking about like his and, and how important he's been in music. Like I think that it's interesting to get to talk to people who aren't singers or musicians at all and like what their impact and how they got into music and then it was nice because he was like well when you're ready i'm waiting for you like he, he so now i have someone to like give my demos if i ever yes. want to do that because he was really nice and like really encouraging and um was cool and they represent some comedians too so he's he's savvy with comedy he was really nice though and um and yeah it was just and then uh, and it was nice because the night before I got into town, I look at the fucking I'm I'm just like on Instagram and they must have known where I was and where I was going because all of a sudden it was like Bill Maher at the MGM Grand and I'm like I'm staying there, you're here and so I text him so I get to go to his show which was awesome and really oh like God. woke me up about some stuff like all this weekend I've been having like kind of Bill Maherish, um like I've been like anti woke all weekend and I've been like uh just 
more like fuck PC and like just say what's true. Like these, I need, I need guys that are so far out like that to sometimes jolt me into the right way of thinking. Like this weekend, I just like, I don't know. I've had no tolerance for people's feelings, which I, you know, I, I do love feelings and I do, but I do hate this new thing of like, the you know which is not the new thing we've all called it out but having your personality is being offended about something it's just i don't care if i hurt those people's feelings i used to say i care about i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings i don't care if i hurt your feelings because you're not really your feelings aren't hurt that's not what's going on there and i think i had that misconstrued with like well you might not agree with their feelings being hurt and they might you know and i do have empathy for them because if you have nothing else going on for you except to get offended at a vagina joke or whatever the fuck your life must be like so sad and that I do feel bad for you and I don't mean to like make your life worse, but I think I make your life better because you're getting excited about how much you hate something. So I actually think I'm contributing. So this weekend though, right after like my show was great, my five minute set, like, which is not ideal to do that little of time in a cold room. It went amazing. And what did you amazingly, um, I did. It was so funny. I was just telling Matt because we did an interview and me and Matt just did an interview for spin together and he was talking to me about stuff and I was like, I wrote to Anya this weekend to remind me of like (laughs) what bits to do for this set I had because she watches my show like every night and so does Matt and um, she's sent me this list. It was like pedophiles, um, crowd interaction (laughs) involving wheelchairs. Uh, And I'm like, this is uh, a set that's five minutes and it's cold. Most people don't probably don't know comedy is even happening in this room. She's like, uh, the the, the story about John Bonet Ramsey murder. I'm like, I can't, (laughs) it was so cute. I loved, I loved the list coming in because it was, it made me realize how un- able I am to do so many of my jokes like in that amount of time which is fine and is the way it should be but I just stuck to like the I pretty much was like um oh we ate this like we ate this delicious vegan starter which were these like beet cakes wolf or I, it was the people who do crossroads in LA it's one of my favorite vegan Ooh, restaurants yes. and there's this beet cake that was so good and so I go how we had just eaten dinner and I'm walking on stage and I go how good were those damn beet cakes I was like if you <laughs> ate the beet cake tomorrow your pee tonight or tomorrow your pee is going to be pink or reddish you're not dying you ate yeah. beets people because it was in the dark and it was valuable to know because everyone yes. in that room was old yeah everyone there is like worried about prostate cancer it. it's not yes yeah and then so and then um who gave me the tag uh, Kevin Nealon, who I saw later on, gave me the tag of like, and you should have said, and if your, and if your shit is diarrhea, it's because you ate the like, and then just say something else like about some gross part of the food. It's because yeah. you ate the and then make fun of something. So I wish I would have done that, but I started out that way. So I called out something that everyone had experienced in the room, and then was I he just, there too. Kevin was there. Kevin was working at the cl- com- so oh Bill God. was at the theater there. I was at the MGM Grand, which is where they have like you know, boxing matches and UFC fights and Joe Rogan sells it out. It's like, I was backstage. It's like Billy Joel, Paul McCartney, Paul, like oh it was so, like, it, but they had it closed off. Like it was a fourth of it. Right. Used, but it was this huge stage. It was so cool. Um, and so yeah, Bill Maher was at the MGM Grand. Inside the MGM Grand is the Brad Garrett comedy club. Kevin Nealon was there. So I went to see Bill Maher that night, hung out with Bill backstage I fucking love Bill so much. I love him so much. Um, it was so fun. He's just such a, he's so different than he is on his show. Like he's just a dear friend. I love him. Good hang. And then after that, they were going to the strip club. So then I was like, no, I'm too tired. And then um, 
I was texting with Kevin. And I was like, just like, let's meet in this little like lounge area. And we just sat down and uh, me, him and Chris hung out and then um, got to hang out with Kevin a bunch and just talk about, you know, Chris is producing the Sandler special. So we talked to him about like all SNL stories. It was just so fun. And then the next night I had the big show and then we had, you know, lunch with Kevin and then uh, afterwards, we also hung out with Kevin again. Like it was just a really good weekend of, of hangs with friends. And then, but I want to tell you the thing that I, the hot take I have after doing this that was inspired, I think, by Bill Maher. And might be a little harsh, but I have a take on something in the news that Ooh. I, I want to give, and you're going to hear it here first. Uh, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, did you guys see the Tiger Woods thing or hear about it? The heat A couple years ago? Under... No. Oh. Wasn't he like singing this week, or something? Like what happened? No, oh. he got in trouble. He like had to apologize already because he, over the weekend, I guess he hit a shot and then a like a newer, like young, promising golfer hit a shot and it was either it was before him or after him, but the Tiger hit like 10 yards further, okay, than this guy. And Tiger came up to him and, and, and this was caught on camera. Tiger like, went up to like shake his hand and the guy puts out his hand and tiger puts a tampon in his hand to be oh. like, did you see this? I heard no. about it. I was so confused by it. Why did he put a tampon in there? Like what? Okay. Well, why do you think? Cause he's a little bitch. Oh, to dry his hand out. Cause it was what? soggy. Oh my God. Are we describing <laughs> football? What's happening <laughs> to imply like you hit like a girl. Yeah. That's what oh I said. My Cause he's a little bitch. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. So First of all, I saw it and I thought that's kind of funny. First of all, it's funny because Tiger had to find a tampon, okay. <laughs> keep it in his pocket all day. Like, there's not tampons like around. Right. Wait, at, so like every take it so out was of the a pre applicator. premeditated tampon, meaning before yes. the match he knew he was going to hand this off. Yes. Um, <laughs> he had to find a tampon, which is hilarious, and then he had to like just the guy just the act of like the guy being like tiger woods is this kid's hero i'm guessing whoever he did it i don't know the age of difference but tiger is definitely one of the older golfers now this guy is a, being approached by tiger he's playing against him so he's probably like used to it but there's a little bit of like tiger's gonna shake my hand you know like yes and then a tampon's in it that's funny now everyone's upset because this is discouraging women this is Saying that women are, or like, oh my God, that's an insult to to drive like a woman. Drive as in hit a ball, drive right, right? or drive a car like a woman. We're bad at that too. But <laughs> how insulting! My take is that <laughs> we do drive worse than men. Not drive cars. We cannot hit balls as far as men. If you look at the statistics. Women are weaker golfers in terms of distance, okay? That's just the way it is. Let me just pull up this fact. The average distance for um, uh, men who are on the PGA is for a, to hit a, with a driver is 289 to 323 feet. The average distance for women in the LPGA is 246 to 258 feet. So the furthest we could possibly hit it on average is not is still 30 yards short of a man so tiger saying this guy hits like a girl he doesn't hit like a girl he actually hits better than a girl like it's <laughs> he was wrong even in that that girls could girls would love to be able to hit 10 yards short of or whatever 10 feet i don't even know what the measurement is my point is like what's so bad i, I know that it was negative connotation of like uh it's bad to be a girl Women are worse at sports than men. That's why people watch less women's sports. It's true. It's like the Bill Burr thing of like, if you like the, if you love women's basketball so much, name one fucking team. Women, where, why aren't women watching it? It's just, we, we are, so I just, I don't get what, this is discouraging women. How about what, <laughs> you'll, how about 
Look at the stats of how far you could drive if you work your hardest as a woman and know that it will never be as close to a man. Does that discourage women? Like that? No. Or or it does maybe. I have a question for you because when I first saw this Bill Burr special and I was like, I love this one part. And you were like, I hate that argument, though. I want to hear what your argument then was. That joke, I never hated that argument. Well, you were like, it's such a, it doesn't have weight what he's trying to prove. And, and, and I know other people that have said that too. So do you remember what you meant at the time? Cause you were like, cause he says women watch the Kardashians. That's where they put their focus and energy rather than. I always loved this joke, but I don't remember ever hating this or disagreeing with this joke because it is true. It's. I don't remember saying it doesn't have weight, but maybe I did. Um, Well, you were like, it's a fallacious argument. And other people have told me that too, that they're like, the premise is weak. That like, oh, well, the reason women don't make as much as in the WNBA is because you guys aren't buying tickets. It's like, that doesn't take into account the patriarchy, like the much bigger system that's flawed. Right. And, but... I guess this that's is why it. I like Bill I Burr just, is because it doesn't it's not about feelings I it's I get that women's feelings are hurt by being connotated with tampons equal girl girl equals bad at sports but we are worse at sports than men so you can't that's why I like Bill Burr you can have your feelings hurt by this all you want but it's true <laughs> and I was talking to Matt about it just now and I'm like I think that's why I don't like sports is because I was never gonna be better than men mm. And and I want to be able to compete against men at the same level. So comedy levels that, it out. Yeah, yeah, comedy. There's no, I can drive just as far as right. a man can. I mean, the world is stacked against me in a way that hinders it a little bit because I do believe that women are socialized to be less funny than men. They, they are encouraged to be less funny. They're not the class clowns. They're, you know, all of that. So I, I understand why people got upset about this. I'm not playing dumb like, Oh, that that he's implying girls are bad at sports, but they are compared to men. That's why we don't compete against them at the same level, because we would get smashed. So it's like he's and let me argue this. There was all this thing of like Tiger Woods should he is the father of a daughter, which leave that fucking thing at when people say uh, as the father of a daughter why don't you just care about women before you have a daughter how about that you shouldn't care more about women because you have a daughter shut up you should just care about women but everyone's so selfish that unless it's your thing you don't care about it so that's another argument but also he was doing this as a private joke it was just one guy to another guy being like immature college level frat humor that because that's where he stunted he stopped socializing at the age of seven and started he's he's stunted of course he's gonna make dumb jokes like this i'm sure he laughs at the words boobies i mean i'm still i'm sure he still says boobies tiger woods because he wasn't socialized because he grew up on a golf course where his dad was fucking you know uh, you know prostitutes on the green next to him what i'm saying is that it was a private joke between two men that was locker room talk type thing, which I'm not excusing that because Chris last night I was giving him this argument. He goes, well, you're you're acting like it's like locker room talk. We should let it go. And he goes, that would be like the, the Trump locker room talk. And I go, Trump was grabbing was bragging about grabbing a woman by the pussy without consent. 
That is different than palming a guy a tampon and implying that he hits like a girl. And Tiger wasn't wanting this to go. He wasn't trying. He wasn't doing a comedy special based upon me palming. He wasn't trying to get this out of the ether. Yeah, like, like in the press women conference. need to know. It was. Guess who did that? The fucking media. So if you want to blame anyone for making women feel like they can't get into to golf because they'll be made fun of, blame the media for letting us know about this intimate moment that happened and and writing all the think pieces about it and making him apologize like he shouldn't apologize, did he apologize? Yeah. yes of course he did this guy is scared to death of of anything else that will do what he has ptsd i'm sure from what happened to him originally but i just this idea that men and women are equal at sports but it also there. goes to what you were saying earlier about not wanting to hurt anyone you know like changing Feelings. your your perspective on I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so I'm not going to say or do something. This wasn't intended for everyone. This was just between this, Tiger and this other guy. And your feelings might get hurt. As a young girl who would, would want to play golf and someone applied, but it and wasn't my for the period girl. just started this week, and I'm like, oh, oh my, I'm using tampons. And he made it seem like if you use tampons, you're a bad golf. Like, it might... Maybe it would it would hurt my feelings and discourage me from golfing, but I don't think that many women are being discouraged this week from or pursuing their... Or it would compel you to show pa- him, like, hey, I could... You know, be the yes. best at my league or but this whatever. like he has to apologize now. And like, I just it's just so do you think it's Kerr? I think the the joke was Kerr, even though yeah. I, at first I was like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> but just picturing him like getting a tampon is hilarious. Where do you think like, he got it from? Procuring one like I bet he like asked <laughs> his assistant. <laughs> To go get one. And I bet he just went to the women's restroom and like grab or like had someone got a woman to go in the women's restroom and grab them. Cause I'm guessing at these country yes. clubs, they like have tampons everywhere. Like in the, the dressing rooms are fully decked out. Um, even though women weren't allowed there to like 1986 <laughs> or something, but, um, and they're still working on getting black women able to go in, but we'll get there. Um, no, th- I've always had a problem with like, like, and these people are like, everyone's just such a moralist and like, you know tiptoeing around people's feelings while they're consuming things that were made by children you know in foreign countries where they're they watch porn everyone who's a goddamn moralist and pointing a finger like it's they're doing something corrupt everyone is a fucking hypocrite including myself when i get hurt about (laughs) things it's always i always find a way in which i'm doing the exact same thing and and wanting to get away with it all Um, the men that say as the father of a daughter that's the biggest red flag for a guy that's doing some creepy stuff. I didn't know not to rape until I <laughs> brought a life in this world that had a vagina. I didn't know that you shouldn't rape people like or, or yeah, that you should treat them with basic seven respect. Wives. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of seven wives, I just got into Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Oh, the Warren god. Jeffs documentary that was Let's on Netflix. Talk about it. I'm about I mean, to I, do my hair that like was, that. That was. I mean, those hairstyles. <laughs> this <laughs> weekend. That is oppressing women. I know. It, those hairstyles would took hours and the men made them wear it like it. What if are you the hairstyles? They all look like, um, like trilobites. Beehives. Yeah, like be, in, front, in the back in the back of them, they look like, yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's like uh, a strange wave. Once Nikki did it to imitate Taylor Swift's bangs, if he did that 
Taylor Swift bang, but up. It's like yeah. a bouffant kind of. Like Amish. Yeah. And then they in the back, it's like these intricate braids, which oh, would make them, yeah. they would have to work on their hair for hours a day. And it was always just to like control women. You mm-hmm. have to wear it like this. Now you have to wear long johns. And like this, this guy, Warren Jeffs, I thought I knew about what happened down there in Texas when there was a raid. I kind of saw stuff, but it's way more interesting than you think and um, disturbing. And he's still in control. Spoiler so alert. Sad. So it's really fucked up. Before Reddit dump, can we play the video? Because I've been thinking about getting a pet recently. I've like, I'm looking at dogs while I'm out here, um, test driving some, you know, broken <laughs> animals. I want an old dog that's small, that can travel, and that's just kind of like, I want a Marion pretty much that just like is easygoing and no one else wants them because they're like kind of like ugly looking and they're small and they can travel and I can help like, you know, we can be together for their last years of their life. Like I'm looking for a senior, but it's a lot of ass. So I don't know if I'll find it, but a lot what of animal asks. Oh, <laughs> and I want to talk with a lot of ass. So it's like Corgi. I mean, they bust. do shit themselves a lot. I know. Think I think of Billy as a sex slave. Yeah, they get old. It gets, that's what I'm, I gotta realize, like, I gotta be ready to take this dog to the doctor a lot. Like, I'm signing up for, like, a lot of work. And that stresses me out because even if I think about having kids, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna get them to lessons and, like, sign them up for vaccines. And, like, I don't even know. Like, that all stresses me out. I just would never be able to do it. I just know that. I wouldn't be able to, like, get them, shuttle them to lessons and practices. And, ugh, I don't wanna deal with their schedule. So I have to really wrap my head around, like, either getting an assistant to do this with my dog or like having, cause I want them to have the, the utmost care obviously in their senior year. So I just got to be ready for all that it entails. And I don't, I don't know if I am, but I also know that every day that I don't have a little dog in my life is a day that a dog is out there that could have love that I'm not giving it love. And it's like, I'm wasting time. That's so nice. You and my other best friend, China, you guys are both motivated by the same thing. China only adopts senior dogs. She's constantly like, we lost her. She's always weeping and grieving and always spending $6,000 at the vet, but she's mm-hmm. saved so many dogs' lives. Yes. I don't, the idea that a little dog that like his owner died or they were abandoned because the family moved or ran out of money, that like just spends the, the their senior years as senior citizen dogs alone, it just breaks my heart. And I want a dog that's like, and senior dogs, they like move slower. They don't need as much exercise. They're kind of just like they're they're down well, to be carried around all the time. And that's what I want. They love Florida. Yeah. And I Back go there gammon. a lot for shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sunglasses. Um, okay. So, but I don't think I'm gonna get a bird. And it's so funny because I was looking into getting a Quaker parrot <laughs> because what they're that? the cutest. They're a type of parrot Do that they have is a really like font and tight braids. Yeah. Get a yeah. fundamentalist <laughs> parrot. They churn their own butter. Um <laughs> they uh were persecuted for their religious <laughs> beliefs in uh the early 1400s i don't know what the please don't this is we know nothing territory um but i wanted to get a quaker parrot because there's just such a, a, an easy like if you want to get a parrot like not a parakeet cockatiel and you want to ease up to like actual like parrot parrot a quaker is a what i've been told a good option there's lots of them in bird rescue that need um home so i was about to get a parrot a quaker parrot at one point a couple months ago didn't do it and i'm almost glad i didn't because a couple besties sent this video and it's so funny and it really discouraged me but i don't want to discourage people who are interested in bird rescue 
I just don't have the life to devote to this. So just watch this. It's so it's so funny. Or listen. One thing about me that is when I was 10, my mom said I could pick out any pet. And so I picked this bird without knowing that it never die. <laughs> Additionally, I didn't realize that Quaker parrots were undomesticatable, which means they're vicious to everyone but me. And now we're legal in the state of Colorado. Don't come for us. Anyway, if you're considering getting a bird, specifically a Quaker parrot, just don't. They're like, they're great. I'm going to have this bird my entire life. It's like my sibling, but they're terrible pets. Just get a fucking cat. Just get a fucking cat, she says. <laughs> she's and awesome. notice she said they're like a sibling, not like a like a son. Like she's right. just like, I don't want a, a pet that feels like a sibling. I'll tell you that. How long do these fuckers live? Like thirty years. I think oh Quakers are just gosh. domestically like thirty years. And she seemed to be when she was ten. She said she got the bird. Yeah. So she's I don't know. 30s? It's gonna be yeah. She looked like in her thirties. So the parrot's got a little bit longer to go. Um, no, my my voice teacher had a. Uh, Amazon parrot in like the 70s that he just you know was moving and had this big cage couldn't take care of it his friend was like I'll I'll have him and his friend who he lost touch with just got in touch with him on LinkedIn like five years ago and he was like Rodney is still alive and then they oh put his voice God. on speakerphone and he was like Rodney and the, the bird was going crazy and he was oh. like he's probably being like where is that motherfucker I'll find him because they're they want to kill you like a lot of birds like they're not meant to be in cages none of they're completely undomesticatable like it's we haven't gotten to that point yet I think you know budgies are a little bit more like chill being you know domesticated meaning owned by humans and told when to do slaves to humans is that what domesticated is essentially is that like a nice word for like yeah. animals who are slaves that's what i was gonna ask is maybe you know the answer to this why are there parrot rescues like why don't we just let them go because they can't they can't they don't know how to Survive. fend for themselves yeah and the only reason parrot rescues exist are to the ideal a parrot rescue would love to not exist they would love to never have people buy parrots ever again but they only exist because people are breeding parrots and the same with breeding dogs it's like you don't need to breed anymore we just we have enough dogs like so if you took all the parrots that are rescued and you took them let's say to peru or wherever they're supposed to be uh, somewhere mm -hmm. in the tropics and you know someplace livable would they not be able to survive there I don't think so. No, because I, that would predators. be obviously the solution. Yeah, they're they lived in cages for decades. You know uh, these birds. So and we've I think ruined that, yet another thing. Yeah, and the, you know what? They're continuing to do it. There's there's a man right now somewhere in an, a rainforest stealing eggs out of a, a, a nest <gasps> to sell on the black market. I mean, it happens all the time. You have you see those videos of people getting stopped at the border and they have a bunch of birds in their belt, like little oh birds that are like God. rolled up in little paper towels, oh, what? and they're like. Oh yeah, it happens all the people are smuggling exotic animals all the time because pe rich people love to buy to own things that they can't take care of. It's just it's tragic. And um yeah, so I'm not going to get a Quaker parrot anytime soon. But let's do Reddit dump and see what else we learned today. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. <laughs> this is from me IRL um and it's a tweet that says, "Imagine falling in love with 
imagine falling in love with someone just to find out they watch Netflix with subtitles. And then someone re- replied to that and said, I'm convinced people who don't like subtitles can't read fast. <laughs> what are your thoughts on both of these things? I don't, I don't have this discrimination because I just started using subtitles once in a while because I have trouble hearing stuff. Yes. Because of all the years blasting music. And so I don't oh. mind them. I don't like it when I can hear. But also our system is weird because Matt has like these big speakers and there's like too much bass. To echo. Like, yeah. So I'm just like, God, I can't stand my tooth. I chip my tooth and I just keep looking at it. And I look like, I look uh, like crazy. Would you chip it on? Right a mango. Of, I mean, a fucking mango. Yeah. Like a mango slice, like a dry like mango? Like I was slicing it and I was thinking about how I have a dentist appointment on Tuesday and I was scraping <gasps> the mango and Weird. all the strings were getting stuck in my teeth and then all of a sudden my tooth was gone. Chip. Oh, well, good. You get it fixed tomorrow? Tomorrow. I've looked like, um, it's weird how you look poor if you yeah. have a piece of your tooth yeah. missing. You do. Um, Matt's it's like having it. green bubbles on your iPhone. <laughs> yes. I like yes. when there's a gap. Like in the yeah, middle. Yeah, I feel like Madonna, a little Madonna. Yeah, or like, it is. I don't know. But in the middle, big. yeah, you don't look poor. The gap in the as long as it's symmetrical. The gap I'm, in the middle is I'm like, I'm either Italian You look and cool. exotic like you're a, a British singer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't mind subtitles so much. If I can hear, I prefer them gone so I can focus on the acting. But yeah, I don't have like anger about it. I turn them off. Like last night I was taking Chris through like my favorite Julia Louis-Dreyfus moments in like mm-hmm. Seinfeld and Veep. And we were just like, he kind of like lets me just go through and be like, oh, and now this clip. Wait, hold on. She's so amazing in this. And I was noticing that the jokes were coming up before the dialogue or before her delivery. So it was bothering me. So I turned them. I would I go I flicker in and off. I am on and off. But I like I like a subtitle because I like to know every I want to know everything. I don't want to miss anything. It and I stay one focused. Of those shows where you yeah. can miss a great joke because they're so fast and then you can appreciate the But writing. it can be ruined because mm. so much comedy is 100% about surprise and not seeing it coming. Yes. And not 100%, but I would say 50% about it. So if you watch comedy things with subtitles, you're not having the f- true experience, I believe. So I would watch, th- I would definitely take them off if you're someone who uses subtitles. I think you'll enjoy comedy things a lot more and you don't even realize that you're having it ruined for you by seeing it. Um, but I do believe that people can't read fast and that is a thing that like, th- and it makes me, f- you know, that slightly makes me feel superior because <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty fast reader. But I'm just fast at general, it's not because I'm smarter, fast it's just at everything. I'm fast at everything. <laughs> okay, so the person was mad at people that don't like subtitles because it means that they can't read fast no he wasn't mad at them he's just oh. like he's responding to this girl who's like if you have like imagine date, being in love with someone and then you find out they use subtitles like she was judging people who use subtitles and he goes my thought is anyone who doesn't like subtitles just can't read fast okay, and so he was it. just you know you know dissing her getting back at her dissing her okay and this is the an, another um tweet from me irl which means me in real life why do people insist on surviving the apocalypse when you can just die? <laughs> and I relate to that so much. I was talking to Chris last night about the last of us. We watched the new episode and I was like, so, you know, if uh, there's, this is a spoiler alert for the first episode, but like this guy is like very affected by his daughter's death. He didn't save his daughter in the first episode. Okay. And that's like the whole series is like his struggling with that. And I made the point last night to Chris that, if I were him, I would kind of be glad my daughter didn't survive past that first day because life became hell. Horrible. Hell. 
Fedra took over. They had to live in QZ camps. Like it was bad life. So like in a way it was good she died. I would have been like, dad, thank you. I know. I don't have to eat canned And first of all, I died from someone shooting me as opposed to like a weird mushroom man chewing on my neck. Like this is way better. So I'm like, he, I feel like his daughter, they should have had his daughter killed in the beginning by a, by a mushroom man mm-hmm. because there's that would have been a more disturbing thing for him to recover from even though losing your daughter is sad enough and i should make it worse but um i'm obsessed with the show obsessed with the show love 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 everything about it i am so into their relationship this will they won't they i'm just kidding this oh like oh my god but i the, mean he she did like daughter. drink alcohol the other night and i'm like mm, so what's gonna happen um she's 14 so but i'm you know she's 19 in real life um she's wearing a million sports bras which you can see sometimes in yes. scenes like you can see the outline of the top of the sports bra in her shirt especially she's when she's hillary getting her haircut in it. the last episode Does yes she's so hillary down? swanking it yeah because she's trying to be 14 like so oh. like if you layer enough sports bras it will be flat um but she's wearing a ton of sports bras but she is incredible and just i feel like i wish i would have had a influence like that I think Harriet the Spy was the closest thing I got to like that kind of precocious. I'm not stunning. Like I'm not like a stunning little child actor like John Benet, gorgeous, cool, scrappy, funny, loves comedy, kind of likes boys stuff, like a good influence for young women. So I I just love the show and he is so fucking hot. I can't. It's it, it feels again, it feels thankfully Chris is on board with how hot he is. And I'm not like swooning like Theo James levels of like, I got to be alone for this. But he is very the guy Joel in this Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he he's hot. He's hot. He's he's um he's such a good actor. Everyone in the show is a good actor. But um, just his love for this girl. But I like that it's not like I'm not compelled by like the, a romance. There's no romance in this that's like getting me on board. Um, it's just such a good show, and I think people should get into it. Okay. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a long one, but it's good. So this one was from Made Me Smile, and I'll paraphrase it. This is the subreddit, Made Me Smile. Um, also, at the end, I want to go over my subreddits because people have been asking me. I just joined Reddit, and I want to know what subreddits joined, so I'll give some people some at the end. But Made Me Smile is a good one. This said, Curb Your Enthusiasm director Robert B. Weedy, W-E-I-D-E, obituary for his wife. Okay, so he says, Linda Weedy, my remarkable wife, be- believed everybody's age was nobody's business. Let's just say she was ageless and timeless. She had a kind of elegance from another era. She started acting, da-da-da-da-da. She did all this stuff. Um, her bravery and dignity in the face of this illness were awe-inspiring, but unfortunately, the house always wins. She died on Christmas Day, 2022, peacefully at home and in my arms. If you must die, try to do it in the arms of someone who loves you. It helps. Aww. And then he goes into her like education. Um, she lived for a time in Boston, then Manhattan, and in 1989, she moved to Los Angeles. Thank God for the last move, because on September 30th, 1994, I walked into Cafe Aroma in Studio City, which I know, oh um, I and there she was. She had it all, beauty, style, grace, intelligence, wit, and a great, a great laugh, a blinding smile, and can I say this in 2023, legs that demanded to be shown off, and were. That night, I wrote in my journal, I think I may be in big trouble. We were married on July 11th, 98. Um, she was remarkably low maintenance. We both appreciated the occasional meal in a fine restaurant and traveling abroad. But some years I'd ask what she wanted for her birthday and she would answer a grilled cheese sandwich. Typical. She was generous to a fault, always putting others needs before her own. Her soft, ho- softest spot was reserved for animals, especially those in need. Um, 
Okay, all their animals were rescued. But she donated to many charities. She understandably would become disenchanted with acting, but two memorable roles were that of Penelope in the 2001 stage revival of Kurt, uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Happy Birthday Wanda June, and then uh, she played the role of Mindy Riser in Curb Your Enthusiasm episode The Terrorist Attack. And then he talks about... Um, then this is the part. What a team we made. She was Gracie to my George. After we purchased side-by-side -side cemetery plots years ago, I asked her what she wanted her marker to say. She answered, I'm with stupid. And they put written, <laughs> written with wrote in parentheses, that request will not be honored. <laughs> oh dear. What am I ever supposed to do without her? They say nothing lasts forever, but they didn't know about my love for her. 28 years wasn't nearly long enough. Still, I may be just the luckiest SOB who ever lived. Rest well, Bunny. I hope we'll be together again. For those who... Oh, this is the part. For those who never knew her, I'm sorry for your loss. Aww. How good is that? For those who never knew her, I'm sorry for your loss. As opposed to like... It's like we we got something. It's not our loss. We knew her. It's so sweet. It's beautiful. And like so sweet. if you just got to have that's what you need is someone who thinks about you like that. Like what a beautiful um tribute. I just loved I loved it so 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 much. Um okay. That is a sad one. Um <laughs> God damn it. Okay, this is a good one. I know you're crying. Does your vagina hurt? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god that's right vagina vaginal wink thanks to the bestie oh, yeah. that wrote in about that i thought i was alone in my weird so what is it it's called a vaginal wink with the thing that i get which is if anyone describes someone that i care about getting hurt or doing anything scary or if i see you want you to care about them I don't have to. It, it can happen with almost anything, but it's only yeah, someone just talks about like a paper cut they got or something like that. Maybe like in the last five years. And then it, it just feels like I'm on a roller coaster really quick, but a bad feeling almost like ugh. not good roller coaster. Yeah. One, you're not strapped. One of that, you know, decapitated a kid in 2011 in Kansas City. That one is probably the worst. Oh, that was no. a water Did park ride. Oh my God. Yes. What is everything bad? I am a treasury of morbid stories in my brain like At this weekend park? the murdoch murders i think on the girls chat taylor referenced the murdoch murders That's there's a new netflix documentary coming up i don't i don't remember their last name i yeah. should but it is the grisliest crime ever and i don't even want to watch the documentary because it's so sad but look for that soon okay, okay here's um right before we go to break me irl tip for newlyweds listening on you Yep. Yep. Send a wedding invite to every billionaire whose address you can find because it's a 50-50 chance their assistants just put you send you a perfunctory gift without ever wondering who the hell you are. <gasps> How many billionaires do I know? Or I just send it to any like One. blind. And he's coming to the wedding. <laughs> <I know. laughs> We have a friend who's married to a billionaire. He just gives me a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> okay, we got to go to break. We're, we'll come back with more after this. Um, uh, yay. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual i'm kind of smart i think like it would be fun we have the best conversations like we have fun but then he would treat me like crap listen to on purpose with jay shetty on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts trust me you won't want to miss this one if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick And hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Um, A couple more Reddit things. This is from Life Hacks, and this one is so good, okay? It says, after using and rinsing the plunger, which is like, yeah, the plunger. For some reason, the plunger sounded like the one that they call it, like the Brits call it or something. The plunger, but that's what we call it. (laughs) I don't know why I was like, which is what we call the poop sucker. I don't know. In England, plunger is probably like a shovel. Like, do you have a plunger? It probably is something, yes. Do you have the water shovel? Okay. Um... After using and rinsing the plunger, rest it under the seat to dry. Avoid dripping commode water. That's where they got me commode. Avoid dripping Mm. toilet water on the floor. Okay, so look at what they're doing. 
Interesting. Wait. So you take the toilet oh. seat and you put oh, the yeah, handle yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah. the toilet seat and the toilet, the porcelain <gasps> itself, and then it hangs in there and drips dry. And then, because that is a disgusting thing when you use the brush or the plunger and you kind of like knock it around yeah, to like yeah, get yeah, it yeah. all off. Disgust. And then you just take a chance to like uh, quickly move it to its little home. Degust? Um, what do you say? Degust. 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 We, we say degouté was disgusting in French oh. and we shortened it to degout. Me and my friends. Um, it's très, très degout. If I can, I'll run, I'll run the plunger brush or whatever. It's not a plunger. It's a brush. That's a, Oh, we're talking about a plunger. A I'll plunger. try to run it. <laughs> Let me say it with my I teeth you, right here. Yeah, yeah, say it like that. <laughs> All right. So. Like if you got if you're taking a big dump in the loo, <laughs> you look like a chimney sweep with that fucking tooth. That's so funny. Or or couldn't and you're I be like out of your mouth like Cockney style? So it's or couldn't I be a lady in White Lotus, Italy? Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, front desk lady. Or like in Paris. No, it does look. It can look chic depending on what yeah. accent you give it or what angle the camera looks at but you. But if you've taken That's like a, a big point. crap in the loo and <laughs> you've got to get the toilet plunger or the brush out, I just ask me, Dad. <laughs> what do you guys do? To, do you knock it off? Do you let it sit? What I do you run do? it under the bath, or I'll run it under the sink. But even on its way from the toilet to the bath, there's a chance a droplet might fall. If that happens, then I will. Oh, sometimes I'll take toilet paper under it to sort of like make sure oh, it doesn't drip. Oh, cradle everywhere. it. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I, today I, put it in a bag. I, I couldn't do it. You put it in you a put, bag? Yeah, I put it in a bag because I don't want to just touch the floor. <laughs> and then from the bag, you put it like next because it has a little case next to the, right? Like a oh, little that's home. the brush. Like a little, the plunger I would put in a bag. The brush I and just then put, the, you put the But then you put it in the bag at, like away in a closet or something? She burns it. Oh, yeah. The plunger doesn't stay next to hmm. the brush is what goes in its little cubby. Yeah. Don't God damn think. it. Can you think of anything grosser than drinking something out of that cubby? Like <laughs> putting in some liquid and then drink. I'm sorry. Did that make your vagina wink? No. Um, if you okay, said this is you like, jumped off a building or, or did a bungee jump, it would. I noticed that rich people never have toilet plungers around. Like you just don't see it. It's not in the back. Yeah, because like they a toilet have plunger people are doing it. They have the help put their hands into the toilet. <laughs> yes. to grab things out. Um, okay, you know, I think that's uh, that's all I have for my Reddit's today. I need to save more, but I've been um, I've just been saving a lot of it. Like I have a lot of stuff saved that is just oh, there's this one of this baby sloth being reunited with his mom, and I sent oh, it to yeah. Noah, and I sent it to the girl's chat too. It's so good and so sweet, and like. I just hate all the noise that's happening around it. I don't think those two are going to like survive long after this video is taken. Like I don't trust humans around these things. Like I'm like, stop revving your engines when there's like a baby, a traumatized baby and it's mom next to each other. But you could see that video somewhere. I mean, just Google it. But um, yeah, I, uh, we have a girl's trip actually coming up that we're very excited about. And um, a don't little forget, vacation. Before you get into that, why don't oh, you share your subreddits? Okay, yes, that's a good point. Thank you, Noah, for keeping me on track. ADD today. Okay, if I were you, I would join Reddit and I would follow. Are you ready? Get out your pen and paper. Um, uh, depending on what decade you grew up in, uh, it's the nineties or eighties, like the nine zero or eight zero, s seventies, whatever it is. Um, I would say age like milk is funny because those are things that like. <laughs> There was like people be making bold statements and then the opposite happened. An example of that would be, um, oh, it's like Andrew Tate saying this. This is your man. Mm -hmm. If the police forensically analyze your life, 
you've done something pretty much as andrew tate saying if the, if you're being investigated you've done something wrong and it right. aged and like milk arrested. because uh, yes okay so then um there's amateur room porn that's just really nice rooms animals being bros animals being jerks um a normal day in russia and it will just have some video of some bizarre shit happening in russia that you're just like what the fuck like a dog like a a guy walking his dog and his bear down the street and no one's <laughs> making a big deal of it. Like that's normal day in Russia. Ask women, ask Reddit. Um, uh, ATBGE, which is awful taste, but great execution. So it's like design <laughs> things that are like, Oh my God, that's so tacky, but it like, obviously a lot of work went into it. Um, then there's one, the uh, black people. Twitter is always funny. It's not, I don't even know. It's, there's not tweets about being black. It's just like, funny black people's tweets um white people twitter isn't that bad either um ask women awe a w w w be amazed that's just shows like crazy amazing things better every loop that'll be like a gif that just goes on repeat and like any every time you watch it over and over it gets better and funnier and weirder and then people in the comments like argue like why it gets funnier like this the the idea that this repeats it's it makes this video better like and and people are really like get this video off it doesn't get better every loop like people are very st like staunch about what makes it um books oh my god i get so i'm not a even a voracious reader but i get so many good recommendations on books because people are constantly asking questions like what book would i like if i like this stuff or like what um or like what are the best books you've ever read in your life it's a good place to start for things oh, like that i finished spare oh yay and by the prince harry I've finished Spare by Prince Harry, and I get it, what you're talking about. I cannot yeah. believe how much the royal family lied and threw him under the bus. Yes. Did not protect him. I can't believe all the stuff they went through. I mean, it's insane. It's he really exposes a lot of stuff, which I, I think the book was the only way he could get his true word out, because they would sign, they would plagiarize documents that he made, supposed statements he never made, yeah. and say that it was from him. No, he, we don't. We don't know so much of what went on, and if you have like a cursory understanding, and you think you know, you just don't know. And I think you just need to read that book to fully understand that they were were victims. They didn't want any of this. They were trying to do good. Meghan Markle is not a little like conniving bad person. I, you know, you all know my feelings, but I'm glad that you liked it. And thanks for reading it, Anya. Final thought: listening to Spare was it good to like? He, uh, how was his uh, audio version? ASMR. Really. 100 Ten he out does of ten. have like a such a soft voice. Ten. Can yeah. I say something? Did you like fall asleep to it? Just, just yeah. really so. quick. So we were talking about captions before, and I wanted to let you know that I like captions because one, they keep me focused and paying attention, and two, I have to yes. have captions because it's hard for me to understand British accents. So I would yes. watch a lot of. If you watch Slow Horses, which is a great show, you absolutely have Ooh. to have captions because there's so much weird slang you've never heard of. They're like plunger, plunger, plunger. <laughs> Shovel. <laughs> it's constant or like plunges. the welsh accent also is, is hard for me to oh understand. yeah accents are hard um the one show that really it paid off for me was um normal people remember that mm -hmm. one that one was really good what other tv have you guys been watching that's been great anything we should wreck i want i can't wait for the new succession to come out i was just thinking that was a i gotta get back into that show, show. yeah i would rewatch that whole thing i'd rewatch all of veep i i've been watching uh jason sudeikis uh what is it called shrinking 
Um, that's not, not Sudeikis. Sudeikis. That's, uh, Seagull. Seagull. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've, have you watched, uh, how many episodes are out now? Because I watched the first two. I know that there are more, but I got to get back into it because I, I did like I've the first four two. four so far. Oh, nice. It's, yeah. I, if you like Ted Lasso, you'll like it. It's the same. It's your it friend. Is so, it's the same vibe. Bill Lawrence created yeah. it. It's the same vibe as Ted Lasso for sure. It's heartwarming. It's funny. Um, it's funny though because that show and The Last of Us are about like someone who has like a daughter that they're trying to like win over oh, and yes. like protect and like it's a lot there's a lot of daughter stuff going on and there's a um, death looming just like there's a death looming in that show oh yes 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 i'm guess i don't know about that part yet but i'm guessing who it is um you can follow gifs you can follow uh goodwill finds that's oh. a good one goodwill <laughs> underscore finds it's really Do good you follow that for julie <laughs> yeah yeah and sometimes i send her things she's like oh i've seen that before not a big deal um <laughs> You can follow uh, uh, Codependency, Columbine, Columbine Killers. Oh, wait, don't do that. That's wait, for me. Uh, Comedy Cemetery is like really lame comp, like jokes that, you know, aunts and uncles are posting on Facebook. Just like where comedy goes to die is it's like, you know, a little you know, caption. Yesterday we watched. OK, so Avi and I, we've been going to this place called Bookman's and they have a lot of like used old DVDs. So we've just been buying a bunch of stuff and we bought the movie Freddy Got Fingered. And I remember like that movie being like the thing that everyone talked about, everyone quoted from it. And I watched it. I was like, this is so stupid. I just don't understand. I never Wait saw a second. that. No, I never saw it either. They So they changed it? Freddy Got Fingered is with Tom Green. It's like, I don't know, yes. from early 2000s, late 90s. Yes. And I just like watching it today. I was just like, I don't, this is, this was comedy. <laughs> That was a really bad movie, I think, even then. And I think that it was maybe a cult classic and like people liked it for then. But it's that is the interesting thing about like movies like that, like things that you go back and you go, even Chris has been saying like in preparation for his Adam Sandler show, he's been watching a lot of SNL clips and they have like a bunch of Australians on their team who are working on or like a guy, a South Af African guy who didn't grow up with Sandler stuff. So he's trying to educate everyone who's working on this event. Like this is who Sandler was. So they're going back and watching, you know what? We might as well put on this clip. It's all, let's go for like watch SNL. And he told me, he's like, none of this is really hitting the way it did that. I remember it did. It's all so long. He's right. like, and, and the things you remember as a kid being like, that was the best. It was like one line from that sketch. And the rest is like brutal. We were the, so the, deprived of entertainment at the time. Dude, like, yeah. this is but it's like, but even now, I, I mean, I look back at my old standup and I'm like, that wouldn't like we have a, a large in some ways I think the bar is so low. I mean, I, I saw a movie not too long ago that I wanted to walk out of the theater, but I couldn't cause I didn't want to get canceled. Because it was so comedically not giving me what I thought. Like I was just, I was insulted. It was like what Fox would give you for comedy on like, you know, it's like the mass Singer levels of comedy. I thought like, this is just like, you know, family style. It was just not like, which is fine. And that has a place like not everything needs to be like sharp cutting comedy. But I was just like. So sometimes the, I can be so disappointed and then I go see Adam Sandler live and I'm like, okay, comedy is alive and well. Like this is so fucking, like nothing's funnier than this right now. But then also I just, I've said it before. I just watch, watching even some, Chris and I are watching Seinfeld's again. Seinfeld and Veep, like Seinfeld holds up. Veep, you can't, how can you make a comedy and compare it to those two things and be okay with yourself if it doesn't even 
come close. I just, I don't even, people's confidence in making movies, people that make movies and they like, if they aren't as good, I understand being a novice at something and being like, it's not going to be as good as this. I'm trying, but people who confidently put out things that are going to be tried in a court of public opinion on the same level that's why HBO, you can count on them. They're not fucking around on HBO. They're not letting in riffraff. They have they have taste. They have right. a level of that you say what you want about all the streamers. HBO has a level of taste comedically, I believe, and just with their quality of shows. They're they're spending the money. They're t- they're taking wide swings, but it's always quality. And um and I just feel like And even I, you know, comedically take an easy way out when I could go, you know, I don't do the the hard work to get at the best joke. And I take I do a lesser version, but I don't know. I just um, yeah, stuff doesn't hold up as much anymore because there is so much good stuff now to compare yourself to. Freddie Got Finger doesn't stand a chance. No. You know what other movie always gets quoted? That's so funny. You tried to be nostalgic (laughs) and it was just like, oh, Maybe we should watch it just for kicks. What about yeah, Step Brothers? Yeah. People are always like quoting Step no, Brothers. No, that's that's that probably holds up. I gotta I, say, I've tried watching it twice, and I, every time I'm like, really? this is not for me. I don't know why. I cannot. Huh. I want to get the joke so bad, but it just doesn't. Well, resonate. you get the joke. They're just not making you laugh. You're not like, what's the joke there? I mean, the joke is that these two adult men are behaving like seven year olds. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing with super bad. When I was saw that, I was like, I, I could easily take, I could leave this. I could. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I I get, I love those two that you just said, but I, people love horrible bosses. People love. And when I saw that movie, I was disgusted that. Is that Aniston and Sandler? Yeah. No, no, that was the uh, Aniston, Charlie Day. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I would kill to be in that movie or be associated with it in any way. And I don't, no disrespect to the people who made it, but it was unwatched. It was insulting. Well, Dinner with Schmucks, insulting. Too. But the thing is, if I made those movies, those movies probably started out fucking hilarious. The scripts were probably top tier jokes every second but people are dumb and studios want to make money and if you don't want to alienate not everyone's going to watch veep it's too fast it's too it's too i don't want to say intellectual because i don't want to pat myself on the back but it it like if you want to make if you want to make a lot of money make things easy to consume slow slow My mom slow. cannot get through it. She says, slow down. Please rewind. What did she say? It's like, forget it. This show is not for Russian moms that are 80. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place. Uh, yeah. Whenever your parents have to come to my show, I'm always like, do they have to? Can they leave? Like, this oh isn't God. for They're them. Like, obsessed. My dad still just at lunch the other day is like, man, Nikki Glaser is fucking genius man well that's her mind is he swears a lot whenever he's talking about you oh well i'm not for everyone and that's okay like i I think i have to get okay with that because someone this weekend was like you were so great one of the caterers or one of the waiters were like oh my god i love you so much i'm such a big fan of blah blah he goes oh my god the mayor and her and her husband walked out in disgust like as soon as you got on stage and i was like my first joke was about like having a dry pussy like i think that was about it and i'm like no one has a drier pussy than that mayor like (laughs) she was so triggered by that and especially she's the fucking mayor of las vegas she is the i mean it is it's a desert it's it's hell there i i don't there has to be some kind of like lotion bath that you can go and get on every (laughs) corner there because i was so scaly when i was there 
lube was just like nice try like it was <laughs> start it, that franchise my lube, make money while yeah. you're sleeping i think Nikki lotion, lotion baths. Baths. <laughs> and and you know the eye eyebrow or eyelashes Blue. that pull up your eyelid and make you look like you have that you just got some horrible news all right guys thank you for listening to the show we will be here for you tomorrow don't even think we won't um on tour this weekend in bloomington indiana newport kentucky and uh lexington kentucky all this weekend so if you in the cincinnati area the newport show is the one you're going to want to go to um you can get tickets at nikkiglazer.com i'll see you out there new merch anya's wearing it right now check it out on youtube if you want to see my new merch shirt i love that shirt so much looks like i'm having an orgasm kind of but i don't mind it and we'll see Anya and her new smile tomorrow I guess yeah I can't wait we'll see that all right guys thanks for listening don't be cut cheerio (laughs) plunger ja looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control enter Conair Girl Bomb your secret weapons for smooth sleek results made just for women from the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.